0: Welcome to Media Nouveau, a podcast series exploring new media, old media, and the murky area in between. We're students in David Morgan's New Media Writing class at Emory University. Throughout the semester, we will discuss and question different facets of the ever-changing media landscape, examining the ways in which we interact with and shape media. Each episode, will explore a publication so that the series as a whole
1: will articulate our own definition of these genres.
0: to Media Nouveau. I'm Ben.
1: And I'm Spencer. And today we will be discussing Netflix and the binge-watching epidemic that has swept through our nation.
0: Netflix started in 1997 as a DVD by mail service. It went public in 2002 and in 2004 you could actually buy a share of Netflix for less than two dollars. If you did that you would be doing pretty well because Today, their stock is worth over $192, and at one point, their one share of stock has exceeded $200. So in 20 years, it went from a startup to a multi-multi-multi-million dollar company that has reshaped television and the way we stream television and media.
1: So binge-watching is the process of watching a show in its entirety in a very short period of time, Uh, Similar to binge drinking or binging anything. It's just doing that activity at a high frequency in a short period of time. And this has really revolutionized how TV is watched today. Uh, It used to be that there was one episode a week and you would all gather around the television at five or six o'clock at night. You would bring your uh, TV dinner up to the couch and you would sit down and watch with the whole family. But now it is totally different. You curl up on the couch at whatever time and you watch the one show until you either fall asleep or you have finished all the episodes. And it's it's pretty crazy because you can consume so much information and so much of so many different shows at just an incredibly high pace. And I don't know personally if it's a good thing or a bad thing. There have been some studies that show how binge-watching affects your brain, and we'll get to that a little bit later. But it has just totally uh, redefined the landscape of television, and the cable networks uh, on TV today have a lot of uh, head scratching and thinking to do because they've got an answer to what Netflix and Hulu are doing by throwing out high quality original content and they're throwing it out all at once and people are just blasting through it and re-watching and re-watching. And I don't know if, I don't know what you have to think, Ben, but I I certainly think that uh, the cable television has got a lot of work to do if they want to stay around and have high quality TV content in the next
0: 10 years. I couldn't agree more. And one of the big problems with cable TV and yet has video on demand but even with on-demand they do have advertisements you can't fast-forward you can't watch what you want to watch and besides that one of the big things is that TV has prime time and unless you're gonna record it which in turn could be more expensive than actually buying a streaming service like Netflix or Hulu you're gonna have to sit down and watch it at a certain time and commit to that, whereas with these new video streaming sites like Netflix and Hulu, you can watch whatever you want, whenever you want, for however long you want.
1: Yeah, I think you also brought up a great point about advertisements. And with Netflix and Hulu and HBO, you no longer have advertisements. So you can really just watch this TV show and it'll feel like a movie experience. You can just go one episode right after another, right after another. So. Even when you stop watching it, watching the show, it still feels like you're in that world, whether it be Westworld or Stranger Things, as I know Ben would like to discuss in a little bit, or Mindhunter, the new Netflix uh, original. You just feel like you're still in that world. And I think that's something that happens a lot with movies. And now it's happening with TV, with the uh, binge-watching epidemic.
0: Yeah, and kind of like that, actually, people will have viewing parties or binging parties for these TV shows when they want... Actually, they said that 361,000 people watched all nine episodes of season two of Stranger Things on the first day it was released, which... That's pretty crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Stranger Things is kind of like a book in that it goes chapter by chapter, each with its own transition, and each episode or chapter itself does not have a significant plot but rather it all comes down to one bigger picture. And One question I had with this new type of media of binge watching is how does this type of Stranger Things and shows on Netflix differ from a show on HBO like Game of Thrones which I know you can binge watch and you can watch all in one giant frame. So
1: I think, in my opinion, the difference between the two is that Netflix, for a lot of their original content, has been releasing all episodes of a season at once, which is completely unprecedented. No one, to the best of my knowledge, had ever done anything like that before. And it allows you to binge watch the entire season as soon as it comes out. Whereas with Game of Thrones, you can binge watch the entire season, but you could only watch all 10 episodes back to back to back to back to back after the last episode had come out. Whereas with Netflix, they kind of flip the script and you can watch everything from start to finish on the first day. Whereas you don't need to wait 10 weeks for HBO to release the last episode. So HBO does offer high quality movie-like content, but they still, at least currently, are releasing it week by week. Do I think that that could change and they could follow Netflix and release entire seasons at once? I do. However, I think Game of Thrones attracts such a big audience that you need an entire week to kind of digest everything that has gone on in the past episode. But I can't predict the future, and I do think that a lot of TV, including uh, HBO, will perhaps switch to this uh, all-at-once episode
0: dump. Okay, so what you're saying in summary is that HBO broadcasts just to a general audience or to its target audience like a traditional old cable show, whereas Netflix is actually narrowcasting to this group of people that is trying to binge-watch or watching all of these shows in one sitting. Yeah, and uh,
1: NBC released an interesting article, uh, and in it they talked about how we physically react when we're binge watching. And the article states that when binge watching your favorite show, your brain is continually producing dopamine and your body experiences a drug-like high. So experiencing a drug-like high from watching an episode after episode after episode is quite shocking, but it's true. People are getting addicted to things like this. They have trouble going to sleep because they just want to watch another episode and we I know we've been saying epidemic but I don't think it's it's all that harsh of a problem but it is kids and teenagers and I mean young adults and even adults I mean everybody has been swept over by this craze and it's gonna get even wilder and wilder when the numbers continue to come out that releasing all your content at once provides, I don't know if it's higher ratings, but more more interaction at least, and just a much deeper connection and a much more loyal following.
0: I think it is an epidemic. According to CNBC, people who watch these shows are more likely to get depressed, gain weight, which in of itself can lead to its own problems, lose sleep, get chronic disease, and a bunch of other problems. In my own life, I've seen Friends sleep through class because they've spent nights before binge-watching Orange is the New Black. So I I do hear what you're saying and
1: I definitely have seen and experienced these things and I've been at fault for <laughs> skipping class to binge-watch a show. But I don't know if, if Netflix didn't exist and people weren't binge-watching, what's to say that they wouldn't be spending all of their time on Facebook or Snapchat instead? I, I mean, I, I think that Netflix is filling a, a need that the uh, consumers are driving. I know we've talked about the top-down corporate model process versus the bottom-up consumer-driven process, and I think this is a clear example of the bottom-up consumer-driven process as these people are practically hooked or addicted to, to binge-watching, and I think Netflix is just fueling this addiction. So I do agree that, that there are problems that have started to come about and probably will continue. But I'm not sure that these problems wouldn't exist uh, without Netflix. So we've talked about binge watching and how this newfound trend uh, that Netflix has brought about is kind of diverted from old media and watching uh, one episode per week. And I think the question of how cable TV is going to respond, one that I, or Ben, or anyone else that are going to have a really tough time answering, and the only answer uh, I can think of is that only time will tell. I think that there will need to be a shift, either in the type of content that cable shows produce, or in the frequency that they produce those shows, but at the end of the day, Netflix has stumbled upon something that I don't know if anyone really predicted, but they've come across a gold mine and they are reaping the rewards and i think the consumers are as well and i think uh if you guys have any comments let us know but we are really living in the golden age of television and i think netflix and hulu and hbo have done their part in helping promote that golden age Uh, we just wanted to thank our wonderful line producer megan for her hard work on making us sound a lot better than we really do uh, we also wanted to thank professor morgan for being the executive producer of this podcast unfortunately this is our last episode and i know i've had a lot of fun i hope the rest of you guys have as well and it was a great learning experience and we hope you guys learn stuff too thank you very much and signing off for the last time